Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Frontier Beyond Fear live and spontaneous broadcast. I'm Susan Larison Dance, and today is Saturday, January 28th, 2023, and I am delighted to welcome you live or in the podcast on the various syndication platforms. And let me send a heartfelt thank you to Blog Talk Radio while live that the program is currently on the homepage while live. So if you are new to this program, it's actually been on the air for several years. Um, this is I'm in my 13th year of broadcasting here on Blog Talk Radio. And if you're listening in the podcast, I welcome you across time and across space and wherever you are in the world, especially within the spirit of today's subject, which is omnipresence, know that we are inseparable by time or by space because that is the very nature of omnipresence. We are dealing with some very challenging things here in the United States and in the world. And if we could only begin to glimpse just who we all are, what we are inseparable from, everything, everything would change. There would be mutual respect. This notion of God, the divine, being everywhere is not new. But we do not reflect on it deeply enough. This notion of God, the divine, being love is not new. But we do not reflect on it nearly deeply enough, even though we have ways of thinking about love that would change everything. There's a reason why on this broadcast, and in fact it began this way many years ago, and I've repeated this exercise multiple times, there is a reason Why 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, has so much to say to us. There is a reason why mystics throughout the ages, throughout the world, with different 
spiritual backgrounds and experiences have perceived overwhelming, unconditional love and a lack of separation with all that is, having a one-with-the-universe experience. But we can look at this in a logical way. If you believe that God is everywhere, it is impossible for the divine not to be within you. If you believe that the divine is love, first of all, the only kind of love that could possibly be related to the divine is the highest form of love, which is that which is described in 1 Corinthians 13, unconditional love. Any other kind of partial love is not complete enough. You want to talk about the higher aspects of the divine and what is necessary to the divine. Love is all that it can be. Without that, we are lost, every single one of us. No one could escape, and there would be no God. Simple as that. When people treat human life abusively and with disrespect, They have no concept. They are blinded to who we all are. We do come to this world to have an experience. Aspects of the divine, inseparable because the divine is omnipresent. We are blinded, at least partially to who we are and who the divine is. And this isn't some power trip. This isn't some ego trip. This isn't some pride trip. trip. This isn't some one person over another. This isn't about what's so often said, challenging God, challenging the authority of God. You cannot challenge the authority of un conditional love. And what this program today has to do with is we have a skewed view of authority itself and it's been embedded in our cultures for ages because we have a skewed view of the divine. We are worthy. We are worthy. We are worth respect. That's not pride. That is basic dignity of a living being, of a living soul. That's not pride. That is the ultimate expression of empathy, of compassion, of everything that is good in our world. And if we can't see that, if we have skewed our view it changes everything to a darker place. It creates the very oppression 
that we so want to see go away in our world. It creates ego and people on power trips and greed trips. And a lot of those people really are afraid. That's what it's about. They don't feel worthy. And so they are misdirected into a place that is not helping anyone. Or they themselves have been abused. And they just have never learned who they are. And why not only they're worthy and always were worthy of respect and that there was never anything to prove, but how we all are worthy of respect, how human dignity matters. I was reminded yesterday, just in passing, because I couldn't remember when it was, that yesterday was Holocaust Remembrance Day. And yesterday we were also reminded in the United States of just how horrifically rights can be ignored, that's the wrong word, disrespected to a great level. When people do not value human life and human dignity, This is what happens. It happens in war. We're seeing this in other parts of the world. But at the heart of all such things is fear, which is the opposite of love. It may seem like it is hate, but it is actually fear. And when you start to see that fear is the opposite of love, you begin to have even a sense of compassion and empathy for those who need to grow. You begin to see, and we all need to grow. We're not here as perfect people. We come here for a growth experience to this planet. When we are born into this world, we come here to grow. I believe we come to learn about love blinding ourselves to its entirety, which the mystics can indeed feel. The darkness, although one can question the why, helps us to grow and understand the light. It may very well be we have other work to do as souls and we need to have this imperfect experience so we can learn what it's like to have free will because we do have free will. In fact, that's the other aspect of this. Our relationship to the divine is not as puppets on a string. How could you be a puppet of something you are inseparable from? How can something be oppressing you that is within you? We are worthy. It's not an ego trip. It's not a pride trip. It's not a challenge, as is so often misconstrued. It is love. It is dignity. 
It is knowing your worth, knowing that you deserve respect. There is nobody anywhere in all the worlds and beyond who has earned the right to disrespect you. Not a being anywhere. And someday we're going to discover such a being that might disrespect you does not exist. And that is a misunderstanding born of fear. Even while there are words to guide us to what unconditional love actually is. And 1 Corinthians 13 is once again it. Why, for example, something that I've believed in for many years now, and yet it's now talked about more than it used to be, why is restorative justice, rehabilitative justice, the most loving and most compatible with love form of justice? Because it's about growth. It's about learning. That's what matters. But we get so wrapped up in vengeance that we can't see it. And then it just vengeance leads to vengeance leads to vengeance. That's what happens in war. That's what happens in life. What if we could actually learn to treat one another with respect to change? We are capable of change in this world. Everyone is capable. Yes, there may be people who are are literally impaired. And even there, I believe, a miracle is possible. Miracles are possible. Many of us have lived and witnessed miracles. We can never give up on anyone. And we don't take the right approaches in those cases either. We are all worthy of respect. When things go down a dark path, it's because somebody needs to grow. In fact, we all do. What if we could foster that growth from the very beginning? Wouldn't that be something? What kind of world would this be? A lot of people, and I've felt it too, are disappointed that things have not gone better in the world. Maybe we were hopeful before 2012, for example. I was doing this show then, and you can even go back in the archive to see what I was saying, both before 2012 and on that very day, December 21st, 2012, which was a pivotal day. And it turned out nothing obvious happened. Although there has been an apparent shift during the years since as to when that shift occurred, many people say it was more gradual. There are a lot of different interpretations of that. The visionary realm and prophecy is an inexact realm. It's very difficult. Anyone who has had a higher experience knows 
we put our own interpretations on it. Not only that, our own interpretations enter into it, our own background. And so you can only see something within the context that you know. It is disappointing. It is. It certainly can be. And the disappointing fact is that we still need to grow. Is awakening possible? Oh, yes, it is. And there are wonderful relationships we can have within this world where there is mutual respect in all aspects of society. That does happen. We can't just universally say there's never any respect here. People are learning and growing. And it comes in degrees and it comes in leaps sometimes. This notion of a quantum leap, some of us have given up on that and yet we've felt it in our own lives perhaps. Last week I heard that um, the doomsday clock, which has been around all of my life, is at the closest to midnight than it's ever been, only 90 seconds to midnight. And it can feel that way. Will we survive? Are we on the brink? Have we already started World War III? A lot of people think that's that's in progress, depending on how you label it. Such things start a step at a time and they get worse over time. This next time, there may not be another. And others have predicted that. Or whoever's left will be a very small group. Was it Einstein who said the next war would be fought with sticks and stones? There's truth to that. Although, those of you who've listened to me at my regular time, which, by the way, is normally Saturdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, although I'm kind of wondering how this time slot might work, we'll see, because I seem to be engaged in things that tend to push me later, and the same thing's going to happen next Saturday. I'll be later, so I think I will use this time slot again most likely which is two hours later I'm speaking to you I launched this show at 3 p.m. Pacific 6 p.m. Eastern Time maybe I'm being guided to a different time slot I don't know we'll see it can feel like we're on the brink. And I've talked many times about industrialization on this program, that if it really does end up being our destruction, then was it really worth it? Because we took a wrong path. Because we didn't value spirituality. Because we didn't value spiritual development over material development because we misconstrued the nature of the divine 
And so we abandoned spiritual development because we didn't, it wasn't even spiritual. It was something else. It was judgment. It was inappropriate use of power. None of those things have anything to do with spirituality. Spirituality has to do with love and with seeing what we're truly capable of, of who we are, who we are inseparable from. Oh, there is a very living, loving spirit that you can feel. Those who talk about a personal relationship with the divine, feeling that personal love, just how special you are as a human being. That's how we're supposed to treat one another. There can be no oppression or power trips in that. There can be no aggression in that. There can be learning experiences. We are here to learn and to grow. Will industrialization prove to be our undoing? Will all the things that it brought to us just cancel everything out? I mean, if it wipes out the entire planet, including everything else on it or most of everything else, how could it have ever been how could it have ever been other than just a learning experience and certainly not worth it? A wrong turn when it's devoid of spirituality, when materialism is elevated at the expense of everything else, then it is the wrong turn. Our astrophysicists are observing evidence now of other planets, and obviously we're not alone. Talk about um, a power trip or an ego trip for the human species, and yet the human species is as valued as any other. Of course there are other planets that have life. What experiences have they had across time? across space, if their awareness of the omnipresent divine has been developed enough, there is no separation from them, and they would know it. They are out there. They believe in omnipresent love because they know that's what they are, because that's the road they took. Maybe they took the wrong road first, and somehow... Whoever was left managed to develop down a better path. It's all about growth, there and here. We are on this path. They say there are multiple timelines. Quantum physics is starting to point that way. Many have had visionary experiences along those lines, including me years ago through a kind of a perfect storm. No, I don't. it doesn't happen in my life today. Though I will say that my grandfather was a minister 
who facilitated that in his church. And there were healings and visions and all kinds of things on that path. And within many cultures, that is the case. That domain is not to be taken lightly. It's quite hazardous for the, the, those who don't expect it or know how to deal with it. And nor do I, I once again say, recommend anything that would bring that about in an unnatural way. Even while respecting cultures that have had that as a part of their culture in the past. Or Again, that is not a domain I get into. I do not recommend it. Mysticism the mystical experience, and I do describe myself as a mystic, is about feeling the presence of God, of the omnipresent, loving, divine. I often read on this program, I haven't had um, any poetry readings um, in the past couple weeks because it's been at an unusual time because I've been doing other work earlier in the day, and this will be a shorter program as well. It will likely go slightly over. I will tell you, you can find this program, although I'm a little bit out of date updating it, but FrontierBeyondFear.com is the main site for this show, and you'll be able to see the, the archive and some of the syndicates where you can find it. I do feel on this night it is once again appropriate. It's not quite night, but close enough. For some of you it is. I know you're listening in many different parts of the world and across time. I do feel I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 13 again. Because part of this, this time I won't interpret it. I'm just going to do a reading of it as a reminder. Let's not forget forgiveness. Forgiveness is not about condoning dark behavior. It's something that happens in your heart. It's something that acknowledges that we believe in growth that we can mutually grow and that there are things that can happen to help us change. That's what forgiveness is. It's many things. But 1 Corinthians 13 also describes it because it's love. It doesn't mean that dark things don't happen. It doesn't mean that we're not terribly wounded. It doesn't mean that we don't naturally seek, um, you know, something other than forgiveness because it hurts in this world what happens. But we must find our path to growth. There's a reason why years ago I used to value and still do value the Quaker approach to some degree. War is not the answer was a campaign that I was involved in because it never will be and never could be the answer 
it only leads to more wars. And then maybe eventually, if we don't figure it out, if some miracle doesn't occur, there will be the war to end all wars, basically, the real war to end all wars, and that'll be it, except for the few that are left, and the poor planet and everything on it will have suffered the consequences of our ignorance. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's wake up. Let's choose to have our eyes open. In fact, I think I'll talk more about that on a future show. So, thank you once again to Blog Talk Radio. I appreciate that this program has been featured while live on the home page and also on the live spirituality page. I appreciate that very much. I am going to read 1 Corinthians 13 in just a second here. Here we go. And yes, it will go into the podcast, so those of you who are listening live can listen to this in the future, or if you prefer, go read it yourself. Preceding it, I will say, it it starts with, this is part of 1 Corinthians 12, and now I will show you the most excellent way. Actually, let's go back a little bit more. 1231. But eagerly desired the greater gifts, and now I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these 
is love. Thank you for being here. I will see you again next time. Take care, everyone.